When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Check podcasts. Hello and welcome to Mike Jack. My name is Paul Hasem, and today we are tackling the very important issue of mental health, more specifically men's mental health, which is something that men don't always do the greatest job of talking about. A little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking to a former junior hockey player who was struggling with addiction, but has turned his life around and is now a mental health advocate and a public speaker. But first, we're recording this podcast in November, which means... It is muzzy time. We are talking Movember, and the Movember campaign has become a massive success around the world and here in Canada. It has helped so many people in so many different ways, and that very much includes mental health. Our first guest is the Director of Development for Movember Canada, Mitch Hermanson. Mitch, welcome to Mike Check, sir. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Uh, First and foremost, tell me about that muzzy. It's looking pretty strong. It is, yeah. I uh, started the month clean shaven, but it is growing into a bit of a handlebar. It's a bit of chops on the side, as you can see. Uh, but as you mentioned, it's all about you know raising some funds, but really starting some really important conversations. Sometimes around some tough topics, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, men's health and men's mental health. Yeah, and it's very much including that. And let's dig a little bit deeper into those important topics because this is the seventeenth annual Movember in Canada. I know the twentieth Movember overall. So, how big has this become, coast to coast? Yeah, what's fascinating is you know it started twenty years ago in Australia with just mm-hmm. thirty friends. They came up with this, this idea, and they're shocked by the conversations that started with these mustaches. And in two thousand and seven, it came to Canada. So now, you know, seventeen years later. Uh, in Canada, we've we have this year we have probably over around fifty thousand people signed up and raised it last year we raised about twenty three million dollars for men's health across the country, which is pretty incredible when you think it's all starting with these you know cheeky hairy mustaches. But it's really put men's health on the map. And I think when it first started, it was around prostate cancer. You know, in the past ten years, we've invested over one hundred and seven million dollars in prostate cancer, which is incredible. It makes November actually the second leading funder in that space, second only to the federal government, which is pretty wild when you think about it. And as a result, we'll have, when it comes to prostate cancer, we'll have grandfathers, fathers alive five years from now that never would have been without all this attention, you know, funding and conversations around prostate cancer. But I would say, you know, on the mental health side, that's probably where we still have work to do. It's still where we're losing the battle, unfortunately. You know, it shocks people when we talk about this. But in Canada, if we look at all the suicides that have happened this year, 75% of them are by men. You know, we look at the age category, 15 to 45, um, the main cause of death, suicide is the number two leading cause of death for men. It beats out cancer, it beats out car accidents, it beats out heart disease. And so this is a topic that's not often talked about, but people do like to talk about mustaches in November. And so it's really, this is the kind of visibility that we're trying to bring to this really important topic. Yeah, and you're right. It's something that not a lot of people want to talk about. There certainly is a stigma that goes along with talking about mental health, that tough image that a lot of men like to show. 
it gets broken down when you start kind of becoming vulnerable in that sense. Do you think we're getting there? Are we getting to a place where men are more willing to share, not just with each other, but with everyone, be a bit more open about themselves? Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to think so. It's always hard to say. It's always hard to measure. But I think, you know, just the fact that we're having this conversation right now is proof that we're making progress. You know, these conversations wouldn't be happening 20 years ago. Um, and so I think we are. Um, and, you know, it's, it takes more than just November mm -hmm. to change these numbers. It takes multiple campaigns. It takes communities. It takes workplaces, you know, friend groups to, to bring these conversations to the people in their lives. And um, November is just one piece of that solution. What can people do to, I mean, we always talk about being an ally or being someone that someone can trust. How do you do that? How do you do that to make sure that you are an ally, not just in November when the mustaches are flying and they are, but full all year round that you're making sure that you are an ally, but also an outlet for people who need it? Yeah, I think it's it's tricky, right? Because it's mental health and how to support somebody with their mental health. Yeah. It's not something we're ever really taught about growing up. No. Uh, when public school we're taught about our physical health and to, how to take care of your fitness and nutrition. Right. And even then, a lot of us aren't even good at doing that. So, you know, mental health, something we're not taught about, you know, a lot of us aren't really good at it or don't even really recognize the signs. So I think like first and foremost, recognizing that we all have mental health and just like our physical health, um, you know, it's your mood, it's your feelings, your sense of self-worth. You know, we all go through ups and downs in our years, months, weeks, days, right? Like, You'd be having a stressful time at work right now, You'd be going through a difficult time with your partner or wife, uh, maybe just a stressful week and you feel a little more tense. Um, that is your mental health. We all probably have somebody in our life right now that we owe, you know, a check in with, you know, maybe they're going through a tough time or breakup, you know, uh, just a tough time in life. And we want to reach out. We want to say something, but sometimes we don't know what to say. And so as a result, we don't say anything. Maybe we think we need to have the perfect answer or you know, fix them. But the reality is you don't. If you just lend an ear, that can be like one of the best gifts you ever give somebody. Find a good space to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not in a group setting. Uh, maybe go for a walk. Uh, go for a hike. We always say, actually, guys, sometimes it's easier to have that shoulder to shoulder versus face to face, you know? Yeah, yeah. For a walk, it's just like a little bit easier. Um, and then ask them. We always say like, for ask, you know, share what you notice. Ask them how they're doing. So, hey, I noticed you haven't been respond in the text. You've been a little quiet. You haven't been yourself. Um, I think it's also important to notice like a lot of guys when they go through a tough time, they're not going to reach out. No. We did a study and it showed um 67% of men feel that society, they um 67% of men said they feel that society expects them to be always strong to show no weakness. And about a third of Canadian men said they wouldn't talk to others about how they feel to avoid feeling unmanly. So I think you know to begin with acknowledging just that men aren't as likely going to reach out. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to hold it in. They're trying to, you know, isolate themselves when they're going through a tough time instead of reaching out. So we need to really pay upskill ourselves on what are the signs that a guy might be going through a tough time? Cause he's not going to reach out often. Instead, he might turn to alcohol a bit more right. himself. So if you notice changes in behavior, you know, the king of the group chat was quiet or like the guy who was always poking jokes and making fun of the guys like, He's not doing it anymore, or he's just drinking a bit more. It could be a sign that he's going through something. So that could be a time to reach out. I think that's so important. And uh, yeah, I was recently in the last couple of years, I went through some some tough stuff and it wasn't until I got a phone call from a buddy and I kept saying, oh no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I got that phone call and I was gone. Like I just started bre breaking down and it was that wall, that barrier of not being kind of forced 
to have that conversation, but he just called to check in and yeah, it was it was gone for me. And I know that there's a campaign called Move for Mental Health through Movember Canada as well. You mentioned physical fitness, so this is a way to kind of do both. Can you highlight that for us, Mitch? Yeah, totally. So I think, you know, when people think Movember, they think about the mustache and you grow that. But the reality is some people can't uh, or don't want to grow a mustache, and but they still have men in their lives they care about. Mm-hmm. And so the Move campaign is another alternative to getting involved with Movember. So instead of when you sign up at Movember.com, instead of growing a mustache, you can take our Move Challenge, which is basically a 60-kilometer Move Challenge where you attach your Fitbit to our website and you walk around the 60 kilometers in the month of November. And nice. people say, why 60? Um, 60 represents the amount of men we lose to suicide every hour globally, so one per minute. And so that's why we choose 60. Um, you can customize it if you're an ultra runner. You can you know, put 600 if you want or <laughs> less if you don't feel comfortable with that. But that's what it's all about, just doing something physical, you know, raising funds and awareness along the way for, for the men in your life. Yeah, really important. Mitch, we're running out of time here, but I want to ask you, I mean, 17 years of Movember Canada, what are you most proud of? Ooh, great question. Um, you know, I think the mustaches are fun. Um, the dollars raised are really impressive. And, you know, but I'd say what I'm really most proud of is the conversations that are started. You know, we often say before you even raise a dollar, you can save a life um, just by saying, hey, people like, what's that thing on your face? And you're like, oh, I'm doing it for Movember and men's health. And I'm like, I lost my grandfather to suicide and he didn't have anyone to talk to. And I want to make sure the people in my life know that they can reach out to me. And, you know, that conversation you never know could spark could be a life-changing, maybe a life-saving one. And we see that over and over and over again across the November community every year. It's why we do what we do. And um, I think we are changing the face of men's health. Awesome. Very well said. How can people get involved? If Even if they can't grow mustache, how can people get involved? Yeah, you bet. Um, so first step, best place to go is Movember.com. So you can learn all about men's health, the things you need to know for yourself, maybe the men in your life that you want them to know. And then you can sign up um, raise some funds. It's not too late. And, um, yeah, if, if not, maybe find someone in your life you don't need to. Yeah. Mitch Hermanson, thank you for one, what you do two, your vulnerability today. We really appreciate it. And the conversation. Thanks for chatting. Thanks, Paul. More mic check coming up. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to Mike Check. Today's topic is mental health. And our next guest is someone who has taken some personal struggles and turned it into quite an incredible career. Justin Bryan is a former junior hockey player on the island and someone who battled an endless cycle of substance abuse stemming from his mental health. But through a lot of strength, and a lot of change. Justin has turned his life around. He is flourishing as a mental health advocate, an inspirational speaker, a life coach, and a recent author. The guy's been busy. Justin Bryan, welcome to Mike Check, sir. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you again, and uh, I'm excited to 
You know, talk about mental health today. Yeah, I'm excited too. And see you again because Justin and I, full disclosure, play junior hockey together. When we aged out, we sort of went our separate ways. So I'm interested. What's your journey been? Where have you gone? Well, when we aged out of junior hockey, I remember sitting on the bench in our last game where I uh, don't really want to remember that score, but I'll repeat it anyways. We lost 9 nothing in yes. Game 7. Yes. And I just remember sitting there thinking, man, what, where do I go from here? Because that year I was struggling. You know, I actually tried to quit, mm-hmm. um, but I ended up staying. But I knew something was wrong and I didn't know what it was. But my drinking was actually starting to amp up that year. I ended up moving to Vancouver. And when I moved to Vancouver, what did I do? Well, you know what? I did what any person that wants to use alcohol or substances to make them feel better. I became a bartender. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of escalated and uh, drinking every single day at 24 years old. I did, uh, I dabbled with drugs and I got hooked right away. You know, I thought alcohol gave me confidence and I thought drugs made me funny. So, you know, I had Michael's special juice from Space Jam, mm-hmm. you know, one shot of this. And I felt like I was super Justin. But uh, pretty sure I was the only one that thought I was super Justin. So at 24 years old, uh, I moved back home. And uh, I was working at a nightclub. And I had to get a ride home because I lost my license for drinking and driving. And, you know, there's two things at 24 that really stick out for me. That was I denied the fact that I was misusing substances. And then on a ride home one night from work, me and my buddy started talking about the topic of depression. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? Depression's for the weak. Depression is an excuse. You got to man up. You got to go to work and you got to pay your bills. Now, I don't know why I said it back then, but I definitely know why I said it now is because I wanted to look stronger on the outside than when I was feeling on the inside because I still had that feeling at less than. So 24 years old, I have two major problems, substance use and my mental health. But at 24 years old, I thought, you know, I was too smart to misuse substances and I thought uh, depression was for the weak. So, mm. you know, my life kind of just started to spiral down from there. You know, I was losing jobs. I was losing friends. You know, I got together with a, a very beautiful, intelligent woman and we had to get together and I couldn't stop my substance use. And so she actually packed up my son and she left me at my lowest point. And, you know, I, I don't blame her at all. I was in no shape to have a kid around, but there it is at 30 years old. I just watched my world walk out those doors and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew deep down, you know, quitting would be probably the best idea, but at 28, when I actually asked for help, I actually started to get suicidal. And I had those suicidal thoughts for, you know, six straight years. And I'm actually comfortable with it now. Mm. Uh, I'm learning to be comfortable with it. I, and as a as a life coach, you know, having social anxiety takes me outside of my comfort zone, right? It, But being able to give back, you know, makes me be able to do that. Wow. You know, Justin, it's really interesting you say that because I remember... You were always the life of the party in junior hockey. You were always the most confident guy. And to hear that that was stemming from alcohol or for whatever substance, it's, it, it makes sense in, in a certain aspect. But even I saw you when you were sober and you were still the life of the party and still that fun guy. And you know what's interesting? Something you talk a lot about is finding your why. So in all of that, what was your why? What, when did you find it and what was it? Oh, well, the why's... I, I tell everybody to find their why, but be, for being the life of the party though, like I, I suffer with low self-esteem, low self-worth and low self-confidence from a kid. Right. And at a very young age, I put on a mask and I put on that mask that I wanted and make that and created that person that I wanted people to view me as, well, there was a point where I wanted to end my life. So my son had a better father. And then I heard the find your why. 
So I started to look at that little boy again, and I started to reframe my thoughts. So instead of thinking, you know, what if I end this so he has a better dad? Well, what if I get better so I can become that dad? And what was the first decision I had to make to get better for him? Well, was to go back to rehab. So I went back to rehab for the second time. But when I went there, I went with the power of why. Instead of quitting the substance, I went with, Justin, why do you drink? It was because I'm depressed. Why are you depressed? I got low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-confidence. And there's a lot of different coping mechanisms that you can use. I like mindfulness and mm-hmm. all these kind of tools that are out there. But, you know, acceptance and forgiveness was was a really big one for me. And because there's going to be times in your life where, you know, you're going to have to accept something you did and you're going to have to forgive yourself and realize that we're all human and we all make mistakes. Yeah. And Justin, I know it's an ongoing battle. It's not, okay, I've reached the pinnacle. I've I've successfully got there. I know it's something that you do have to commit to and trust every single day. And over your right shoulder, I know you chronicled a lot of this journey in a book called Chasing Shadows, Fighting the Monster Within. I'm interested because different people, as you mentioned, have different monsters. So it Is the monster something, in your opinion, you do have to address head on, or can it be pushed away by focusing on something else? Well, just like anything, you're going to have to fix the problem, right? If you you keep putting that problem off, whether it's your self-limiting beliefs, whether it's your your behaviors, um, the things that are that are tearing you down, the longer you run from it, you know, the more it's going to build, like. I would move from town to town after I played junior hockey. I moved to Vancouver. I moved to Edmonton. I moved to, you know, Saskatoon. I lived in Whitehorse, you know, all these different areas bartending because I was like, I need to get out of this place. And I kept ignoring that monster that I was, that was within me, but I created, I was feeding him. Mm-hmm. So if the longer you, you know, hide it from somebody or the longer you don't tell your truth, that, that, that lie or that reality is going to sit there. And then what's going to happen? Well, your actions are going to change. Your behavior is going to change. Your mental health is going to change. And once your mental health starts to change, you know, it can lead to irritability, you know, emotional eating, you know, isolation, mm-hmm. all these things. So when you don't tell your truth, it's it's hard to it's hard to get help because you can't fix what you don't know is broken. When someone comes up to you and it doesn't have to be specific on alcohol or drugs, just someone with a demon what would your biggest tip for them? Where do they start? Well, it, the first thing to do is admit it, right? Yeah. Admit. So I have something I like to call three, my three A's. Yeah. First, you admit the problem. Then you have to accept it internally. And then you ask for help. The thing, I, I really believe that people are more self-aware than they, they give themselves credit for. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you, have to, when you admit that, hey, there's something going on, <laughs> there's something inside that I need to address, well, well, then you have to fix it. And then you got to do something about it, right? Yeah. And that's the hardest part is accepting it. And Justin, I know you're now back with your beautiful partner. And I know you have mm-hmm. two young children. Uh, what has been for you, when you look back on it all, what's been the highlight? What was a moment for you that you thought, okay, I'm not only striving to do this, I'm doing this? When I get to wake up and... You know, my daughter, she she had some complications when she was born. And um, now I get up and I crush medication for her, put it through her G2. And I get my kid ready for school. I'm like, yeah, it, it, no matter how tired I am, it's tough, but it's awesome. I'm like, you know, I was waking up alone. 
like in a, in a basement suite with tinfoil on my windows, my curtains drawn, and I'd be scared of light. Mm-hmm. Now, all those things that, you know, the billion questions my son asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop. That just that, that made no sense at all. Those questions are awesome. The days my daughter don't, my daughter doesn't sleep through the night. It's, it's frustrating, but you know, I love it at the same time. It's when you see how far you come, the thing is, is I, you look, it's good to look back, but don't get caught staring. It, it's to be able to wake up with my family is probably the, uh, probably one of the coolest things. That's very cool indeed. Well, from your son's questions to other people looking for help to our questions today, we appreciate your time. Justin Bryan, thank you. Thank you very much. More Mike Jack coming up. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Mike Check. And we're going to close out the show again, talking with Jessica McCool. And we've been talking about bettering ourselves today and learning to address things. I need to address something. I struggle with your name. On live TV. It happened when we were on the road show again, Jessica. I said, just... You know what? I apologize. There have... Lots of people do. It's the Jessamic. I'm cool. Work, I'm working on it. Thank you. I That's appreciate all I need you that. to know. I'm working you. on myself, and that is a big piece of it. <laughs> How to say Jessica McCool's name. You got it, though, now. Yeah, now I just... I, I can't think about it is okay. the problem. Uh, tell us, what are we highlighting? Two awesome organizations, right? Yeah, so as you know, I'm a, I'm a big member of our theater community in Victoria, and uh, the Victoria Operatic Society, I... I'm so used to calling them that. They're now the Victoria On Stage Society. So they were formerly Victoria Operatic Society, um, a nonprofit, volunteer-driven musical theater company in Victoria, putting on top-quality, professional-looking performances. And you would think that all these volunteers are being paid, but they're not. They're doing this, and and they're so good, so professional, and uh, they're in their 78th year. That's wild to <laughs> me. Crazy. That's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows established in 1945. Cool. So just incredible. Such an amazing society. Uh, and they provide training for young artists cool. in set design and props, costumes, anything, stage management. So and they're always looking for volunteers. So if you're interested. That is an awesome one. I would yes. say some of the theater we have up and down this island is some of the best in the country. 100%. It really is. In it Victoria, really we are is. spoiled. You go to the Mac, the McPherson, and you watch totally. these shows, and you're like, this has got to be professional. Totally. But it's not. But they have such high awesome. standards. It's great. Yeah. Really good one. Yeah, and their fall uh, show, The Wizard of Oz, coming out, uh, and they do a spring and fall show. So nice. Wizard of Oz, classic, classic. Beautiful show to watch. Um, and then the other organization, a lovely lady reached out to me. Um, her and her sister uh, had created The Cure Starts Now. Cool. Sad story. Uh, her nephew, Liam, passed away at the age of three. Mm-hmm. Ooh, heartbreaking uh, from a deadly pediatric brain cancer. So wow. they've taken this, and in honor of Liam, Liam was her nephew, 
they've uh, started the Cure Starts Now. So um, just a great organization. The CureStartsNow.org is their website, and they hold all kinds of events. But this, uh, they have one, um, a Santa's Breakfast coming oh, up. So awesome. if you can check that out, uh, all proceeds to the Cure Starts Now. And, and how can people get connected to them? Yeah, the CureStartsNow.org. Oh. Or, okay, I just want to reiterate that because yeah, that sounds absolutely. like a really, I mean, just we talk about how great theater is, but the people support on this island, up and down the island, it's it's good and it sounds like this family really needs it. Amazing so. and wonderful ladies, like just wonderful. Awesome yeah. stuff. Jessica, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That has been another episode of Mike Check. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.